Hey, hey, welcome to Bonus Barrel. I am Rob. With me is... Sean. Shelby. <laughs> and Seiji. Here we go. <laughs> I was ready. Episode was ready. 201. Uh, after kind of a mini hiatus. You know, life gets in the way sometimes. And and then it's hard for schedules to sync up. But it's okay. Because, uh, you know, things will probably be more normal now. So, going forward. So, you know expect more episodes of this show what's you guys feeling good so good that's, <laughs> that's good to hear, that's good to that's hear. Good. well last episode we went through 50 games somehow so that was pretty good for us kind of impressed oh i have a bit of a correction oh yeah please oh in the last episode when i was explaining the rules of the hall of fame on how if a game ended up in the top 10 in the new list and it was part of the top 10 in the old list, then it got promoted to the Hall of Fame. But oh my God. there was a bug with the script <gasps> and Mario Kart 8, even though it ended up in number 11, got promoted to the Hall of Fame. Oh, sagey. Sagey. <laughs> so I just want to clarify that. Well, I was okay with that always. So that's fine with me. So the game that you loved got accidentally bumped into the <laughs> Hall of Fame. I just want to, I just want to be clear for the listeners. I just because yeah. you you are a big fan of Mario Kart Eight, correct, Seiji? I am. And it was you who programmed the code that accidentally yeah. bumped it into the Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. And and also just you? believable okay. enough that uh, you know we wouldn't question it, right? Number eleven, <laughs> ten. It's like, well, I'm not even gonna notice that. I'll just do a little switcheroo here. Pop this in. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, robots have, have okay. been learning more and more over the years and becoming more human like. So Seiji's now learned how to cheat. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough. I mean, this is something we would expect from Rob, but. Oh. No more shenanigans. We got to talk about games. All right. All okay. four of our fans have been fucking dying for more game lists. People love lists online. And if I was still doing thumbnails, if I wasn't lazy, I would have ones with like, like a, like a, be like a woman over a car, and she's cleaning the car, and it's like, <laughs> like she's wet, of course, and it says top fifty games for bonus barrel, and then people are like, well, I gotta click on that, right? I mean, I might click it now, and it doesn't exist. Yeah, it already works on twenty five percent of the bonus barrel crew. I mean, all of this. <laughs> hey, Rob. You know. Yeah. I think that you have the absolute credibility that you can execute on those ideas. So you could just describe them and nobody would really challenge that you could make them. Right. I did that. Man, you guys check out that thumbnail. Whew. Don't bother. You don't have to check it out. My description is yeah. good enough. But you cl you clicked it because yeah, yeah, yeah. you've been baited into it. Uh, and now instead of talking about uh, um, objectified women cleaning cars, Shelby's favorite, uh, we will now talk about games. You've been tricked. I just want to say, Rob, that you are exceptionally good at baiting people. One could say you're a master. I think I am a master baiter. Oh, yeah. I am the master oh. of all baiting. Thanks, Sean. That's some, that's some bo boner barrel humor 
a good callback to 100 episodes ago or so, back when we used to make uh, boner barrel jokes. There you go. Uh, I didn't well, think you're actually going to put the words together. I thought we were just going to—they're just words, Sean. Subtle. <laughs> they're just—I don't. I mean, I'm yeah, because it was really subtle the way. <laughs> Number forty-nine. Florence. It's number 96 on Rob's list, number 64 on P1's list, and number 44 on my list. It's a mobile puzzle game, and this is one that I'm really, really glad that it's in this list because it's one of the most innovative and charming games that I've played, and also like the, just the fact that it's a, a beautiful puzzle game with narrative mechanics on mobile. I think is just fantastic. And we also have a bonus bonus roll episode with P2 in it, in case you're interested in knowing more about this game. Yeah. Uh, I, it might be one of my only mobile games in my list, actually. I don't know if I have another one in there or not, but uh, you guys recommended it. It was a short game, accessible. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll give it a try. And it's adorable. It's a great game, and it really deserved to be in, in our list, I think. So that's why, that's why I threw it about. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as well. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I played it, I think, because I heard you guys talking about it, actually. No, it was in my, I was in a streak of games, or a streak of days where I was trying to beat short games, and it's shorter. But it was, it really, uh, it was really cute. Number 48. Undertale. Undertale, Seiji, I think it was one of the first solo episodes we did after a while of not doing any solo episodes. Maybe it was even one of the very first ones. Very early one. Marshall was supposed to be there. But uh, we just got together that for what, that time. We recorded it at BBHQ, but in the living room, uh, surrounded by games, and we had a good time. Uh, and so, of course, you could just listen to the episode. But I love Undertale, and I'm looking forward to Deltarune? Yes, Deltarune. Yeah, and we forgot to mention that this was number 57 on Rob's list and number 20 on my personal list, so pretty high up on my list also. It was the second game that we reviewed on the show and got no damage. And I just want to say that this game has had a huge cultural impact and it's even more notable because it's an indie game and it's so unique and it's so, you could call it strange, but it's mechanically very uh, progressive and... A lot of people might call it ugly, but I think it's pretty charming. Number 47. Super hot. Super hot. It's super hot. Hot. Super and super hot is a game that we recently <laughs> played for episode 199. And it's number 57 on P1's list, number 19 on my list. And again, this is an indie game that makes me really happy that it is in our list because it is very hard to come up with new mechanics that make sense and 
as a player, when you try to explain a, a new game that you're playing, you say, oh, it's like this game with a little bit of that game because there are so many games out there. So when a game comes out and it's so unique and it's also so easy to grasp that when you explain what this game is about, you don't rely on using other games to describe it and you just can easily say, oh, it's about something as simple as the time only moves when you move and you can capture that sort of idea very quickly, but it describes the experience so richly. Um, it just makes me very happy as a player and as a developer to know that uh, such a game exists. I really enjoyed it. This game was a lot of fun. It was also in my uh, beat week. And uh, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. I don't think I would enjoy the VR version based on our conversation with Rob, but uh, I really enjoyed the the um, Xbox version, I think it was. VR, VR was very fun. Was it? Super yeah, cool. it was. Okay. Yeah, it was kind of spooky too sometimes. There's people <laughs> like behind you and you're just like, oh shit. It's great. Oh shit. Terrifying. Number 46. Final Fantasy Tactics. Number 66 on my list and number 10 on lefts, but he's not here, so I'm I'm doing it. Uh, I love this game. It is fantastic. It actually dropped only five spots since last time, so that's not too bad. Um, and uh, you can get Cloud in it, so that's already enough to play it. And I'm pretty sure this is before Cloud was super emo, so you still get a more authentic Cloud than you do in Advent Children. So that's that's fun. Uh, but yeah, it's one. Of, I think it's like the first strategy RPG ever played. And there was a bunch of good ones on the PlayStation 1, like uh, Vandal Hearts and uh, shit, what else was there? There was a bunch, anyways. I'd have to try hard to remember. But uh, and then stuff later on, like uh, Jean d'Arc for uh, PSP, those those types of games. That was uh, a good game. Like yeah, Final Fantasy Tactics is not the one that started it. I'm pretty sure that goes to like Tactic, Tactics Ogre and stuff for popularizing it. But this came out right after FF7, and that was a big boom for RPGs in North America. So. But uh, this game has fantastic music and a lot of fun mechanics and I have a lot of memories for it, but we have talked about it quite a bit before. Um, it definitely deserves an episode someday, I think. But yeah. Next up, we have number 45, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Nice. This uh, was the first modern Zelda game I beat. Actually, this might have been the first Zelda game I beat since Ocarina as a teenager. Uh, I played this maybe four years ago uh, on the Wii, and I I loved it. It's uh, it's a darker, more adult version of, uh, of Zelda, mm-hmm. and... I found it to be uh, extremely rewarding and touching, and the end of the game actually choked me up. Uh, I uh, really, I love. Oh yeah, for for real. Uh, I enjoyed it so much <laughs> that I bought it again in HD version on the Wii U, and uh, as a Christmas gift one year, Mark gave me the GameCube version. Nice. So uh, it you was open? my most. Yeah, they were all opened. Uh, oh, the Wii U one too. Sealed. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh. Yeah, the Wii U one. I did open that. Yeah. Nice. Um, they've all since been sold, but I uh, <laughs> Wait, I, I did own them. <laughs> what a twist ending! I didn't see coming. 
Yeah, that's right. In the in the great game purge of 2019. Wait, all of them were uh-huh. sold? You didn't keep a single t- one of your fa- one of your favorite Zelda games? No, I didn't keep any. No, I'm hoping it gets re-released on Switch. <laughs> like everything. Please come yeah. on Switch. But yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed this version of the game. Um, and I think it, it doesn't get as much love as some of the others, like uh, Ocarina, uh, Link to the Past, or even Majora's Mask. Uh, they were calling it... They were calling it uh, uh, just TP for toilet paper around the BBHQ back when we were doing an episode on this one. Mostly, wow. mostly uh, Lef oh, and, and Seiji. Fucking heard that one before. Jesus. Yeah. Seiji. So original. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shelby. Sorry. Um, I actually met one of my really, really good friends uh, with this game. Um, so I was playing it in the my room, and she's like. You know, uh, I have this, you know, there's, there's this person at work who's really cool. Um, she has a kid who's really into video games and stuff. So in my head, I'm just like, God damn it. I'm just gonna... Yeah. The play date is going to force us to be friends. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, I was 15. <laughs> I, was, I, was the part, I was stuck in my room all the time playing games and I didn't want cool, to talk to people. Uh, no, that was like very uncool. Uh, very <laughs> uncool, Shelby. Even, even, you know, even more uncool than right now actually yeah yeah, um, much but yeah cool. so i was like yeah sure whatever like i don't give a shit um <laughs> so anyway uh yeah she came over and she turned out to be pretty fucking cool and we're really good friends now so yeah nice yeah it's a beautiful haunting like story a lot of um actually a lot of the reason why i like like i guess a lot of zelda games is because of the the memories that are kind of unrelated to zelda that are attached to them if that makes any sense it makes complete if, sense if anybody remembers my ocarina of time like <laughs> barbie story that one. can't forget that one yeah anyway i'm sure there's others but I think I think TP was in my list for a little while, but I was convinced to move it, or I removed it because I had to make room for something else. But I like this game. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, and I also played it on Wii. But yeah. Number forty-four. Donkey Kong Country. Number 33 on Left's list, number 37 on my list, and this is a, a classic platformer game from the Super Nintendo era. Came very late in the Super Nintendo lifetime, and they were experimenting with pre-rendered 3D graphics. And I remember that this was like the first game with which I was completely amazed by its uh, visual quality, by its graphics. And I have very fond memories playing it from when I was a kid. And also a few years later, I think this was probably the first game that my wife and I played together like a lot. And so it has a special place in in my memories because of that. Number Superstar. Number 32 on left's list, number 38 on my list. Another combat game, very similar in placing as Donkey Kong Country, um, and also another classic platformer from the Super Nintendo era. There are a lot of Kirby games out there, but I feel that a lot of them 
do a lot of experimentation with the different mechanics that Kirby has. But I think that still to this day, Kirby Superstar is like a staple Kirby game. The one that if you want to know what Kirby is about, I think this is a good place to start. Not only because it has a super polished gameplay and controls, but also because it's a collection of, of games or mini games, and you get a lot of different types of experiences in one pack. Number 42. Tetris. The reason this is not on my list is because I prefer Tetris DX for the Game Boy Color, but it's essentially the same game, but I have uh, more fondness for that version of it. Um, but yeah, it's Tetris. I mean, it's it's pro it's one of the it's kind of like one of the first casual games if you think about it, because so many adults and stuff are buying Game Boys to play mostly just Tetris. Isn't that kind of interesting to think about? I mean, I guess some arcade games would also qualify for that too. But like in terms of casual games, I just mean like pick up and play games that uh, everybody's playing. Like, you know, Mima and, and uh, kids and, and businessmen on, on the subway to work. It should technically be higher if, if we were a little more, uh, had a little more forethought. Because I love Tetris in general. I think Tetris is relaxing. There's been studies that prove that it helps with your, with your uh, mental, I guess, mental mood. Uh, it's, it's awesome. Number 41. Super Mario 64! So, uh, 72 in Seiji's list, uh, 47 in Les list, and 74 in my list. So, not super, super high. Um, I think I kept it on there for, like, nostalgia factor. I did a pretty, pretty big rearranging of my list, and I got rid of a bunch of games because I was looking at them. Mm -hmm. Like, why? Why are these here? Uh, and then I do remember stopping on Super Mario 64, and I was just like, nah, this guy, this has to stay. Um, again, one of those games that you could play, like, you know, while waiting in line at McDonald's for your food, and then the parents are just like, go play some games. Uh, yeah, so did that. Uh, but also, um, there were some friends of our friends of our family who we would get excited whenever they came to visit because they had a lot more N64 games than we did. So they'd always bring them down and stuff. Uh, and this was one of them. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty fun. Um, not very good at it because I think when my sister and I uh, were playing it, we'd never get past like, you know, it's big, big, big darn world. And we would always get, go to the one with the uh, you run all the way around, get to the top kind of thing. It's a big fucking tower. Like uh, the swamp. Sucked the at swamp. getting up there. Tell you what. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't know, kids and you suck at games in general. So, yeah. OK, next up, we have number 40. Mass Effect 2. Whoa! Yeah, Mass Effect 2 is uh, arguably one of the greatest RPGs of 
all time uh, and probably the best RPG of the PS3, Xbox 360 generation. Uh, it follows the story of Commander Shepard and his ragtag team of merry men and women and aliens uh, as they go and save the galaxy. It's amazing. Uh, it was not the first game to do decision-based uh, RPGs that make effect, but it was the one to do it the best. Um, and it's, I think, a testament to how good it was that to this day people still rave about Mass Effect 2 when there's been two more games in that series uh, and then other series that seem like Mass Effect <coughs> Anthem um, that didn't quite live up to the hype. Yeah, did you uh, yeah. did you punch the reporter? <laughs> I did, yeah, every time. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, Mass Effect. It's like so when I first played it, it was like I just I had to do Paragon no matter what. And every playthrough I've done since, I've done multiple playthroughs. I always go full Paragon. I just just can't bring myself to be a renegade, with the exception of that one with the reporter. Yeah, I same her here. Hundred percent. I played. Mass Effect 2 as well. It's the only one I've beaten the series. And I always go full Paragon because I feel like a dick being a dick. But I just couldn't help it with the reporter. Who Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Shelby, I see it's on yeah. your list as well. Yeah. And um, I would love to hear you hear your thoughts. Uh, pretty pretty good memories. <laughs> They're all memories. Fucking <laughs> it's okay. People. I no, it's just I feel like a broken record now. It's a good song. Oh, wow. You like that? That's pretty good. That was a compliment. Okay. Um, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> god oh shit uh the only thing okay my my gripe with these games with these games that allow you to choose dialogue um something will come up on like uh these choices will come up on the screen you're like cool i'm gonna pick the one that sounds like the nicest or something because as discussed before full paragon feel like a dick being a dick that makes a lot of sense to mm -hmm. me um yeah so pick an option that you think sounds good and then your character says all of a sudden not what <laughs> The option says, and you're like, what the fuck? This is not what I wanted to happen. And then things just go south. And you're just like, all right, cool. Uh, anyway, I have definitely, I don't know if you guys do this in games like this, where if you mess up on a dialogue option, you like go back and like look at the other ones or whatever. I would restart giant chunks of these games just to like, especially Mass Effect 1, because the saving was kind of fucking fucked. Anyway, uh, but yeah, um, that's, I guess, really all I have to say. Garrus is the best. Really like him a lot. Um, I don't know. I thought Miranda was the best. I mean, she's cool. Jack. Jack's all right. Also, Tally. Uh, oh yeah, Tally. Like, yeah, Tally. Yeah, she's cool too. Yeah. I don't know. I like the aliens a lot more than the people in those games. They're just oh, and all of them, yeah. Nicer and they hundred percent less. Uh, and uh, what's I think his name is Thane. The was is that what his name was? The green. Yeah. Man? Yeah. Yep. Sounds right. Green alien man. Anyway, I liked his. Uh, this little intro thing was pretty cool. Uh, and that's the best for like you can so you can play this game straight through or you can go and you can do all these in-depth side missions with these characters. Yeah. It's just you get so attached to them. Mm -hmm. Uh so good. And in keeping with the space theme, number 39. <laughs> Star Fox Zero. Nope. Star Fox 64. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the existence of Zero for a set. Like, wait, what game? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yeah, so Star Fox 64 is uh, 
like Mass Effect 2 was the definitive game in that franchise, despite games coming before and after, Star Fox 64 is the definitive Star Fox game, uh, I guess, unless you count maybe uh, Starlink. But uh, it's incredible. It gave us the fantastic the voice line, do a barrel roll. Uh, it gave us uh, a beautiful, good-looking version of the original game. And uh, if you play it, play the 3D version on the 3DS, because that is even better. But the 64 version does hold up. Isn't it so frustrating that Nintendo got it right with Star Fox 64 and then they just started experimenting as if they hadn't hit it? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's like, if you if you find it, if you were, if, if like, if you have hit on a thing that is as perfect as Star Fox 64 was, stop, stop searching, stop looking, stick with it until the technology catches up to a point that you can do something new like Starlink. Um, yeah, they really just... Well, I guess they're Nintendo, right? Nintendo's gonna Nintendo. Oh, jeez. Please. Here we go. This is a good one. Is everybody ready? Nobody can see this fucking coming. I bet. That's number 38. Objection! Trials and Tribulations! Woo! So it's the third one in the trilogy. Go Dot. Go Dot. Uh, really like that prosecutor. Uh, yeah, so number 19 on my list, number 42 in Sage's list. Uh, good game. Probably heard us talk about it about 8 billion times. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else to say? Go Dot's great. Everybody's back with their usual shenanigans. Got to see Phoenix have coffee thrown at him. That was really good. I just love when they do that in court situations. And it's just, for some odd reason, the prosecutor always gets away with so much. And then if Phoenix does anything, they're just like on him immediately. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, very, very good. Lots of twists and turns. Uh, great cases. Good music. Really good fucking music. Uh, that one has the um, uh, the objection theme that for Phoenix that they bring into... Uh, the fifth game and the sixth one and i think it sticks in the sixth one yeah i was gonna say i think it sticks around do you like the fact that they just adopted this one for phoenix yeah i do i do i do um because i like that the characters have like their their classic like music sting and i think they just kind of latched on they're like no everybody knows this this is the best one uh we're just we're just going with it and i really like when they take like older music from like the other games and then bring them into the new ones and like really just kind of give them an overhaul but it still sounds really good and like classic and just like I don't know. Tight. Number 37. Kingdom Hearts. Uh, number 11 in my list and Fitty in Shelby's list. Fitty. <laughs> we just recently had an episode on this. Um... So, yeah, obviously, if you're listening, you probably already heard that because it was relatively recent. But Kingdom Hearts is awesome. It, it was one of the first big crossovers of games that I cared about. Um, and, you know, back then, the Final Fantasy characters were in the game. And if you came to Kingdom Hearts because you love both Final Fantasy and Disney, or if you loved Final Fantasy and Disney was okay, uh, you were excited for that. And if you're still that way, 
20 years later, you should stop being excited for it because that's they're not even in there's none in like the, the third game. But I at least like Disney a lot too, so that's okay. Uh, but yeah, Kingdom Hearts, man, I love that game quite a bit. Shelby, what is your feelings? Because you, I don't think you're a part of that episode, were you? I don't think so. Tell us about what what childhood memories do you have of Kingdom Hearts that it's not about uh, the game but are surrounded by the game? Uh, well, maybe not. It was kind of about the game. It was li- like um, when the optional uh, bosses that you can beat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the Titans, the fucking what is it? The tit- uh, in the Colosseum, there's one. There's that weird uh, flying mage dude in uh, Neverland. Uh, and then there's a mm. dude out in the desert, and then Agrabah. He was named after like uh, some fan, right? I have no. Oh, really? Yeah, it was a contest, and so the name for the guy in Agrabah, the boss, mm-hmm. it's like some weird name. It was, I think, it was named by some dork who. Yeah. One, I, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. Oh, okay. That's. I mean, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, good for that person. Yeah. Um, and then Sephiroth. I don't know if there are any more. Are there any more? I thought that was a pain in the ass in that game. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. I actually found him a lot easier in the first game than the second one. Um, but yeah, uh, the first game. <laughs> yeah, he was like hard in both of them. A few Jeez. of us sitting on TV struggling to beat him. Uh, and I was being I was being real stubborn. It was my game after all. Yeah. Uh, I was being real stubborn, not giving up the controller. I was like, no. Right, because you wanted to beat it. It was your game. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But everyone was like, you. no, just give it to me. Just let me try. Fuck off. Like, it's your yeah. game. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so it happened about, like, you know, died a bunch of times. And then somebody was just like, if you die the next time, I get the controller. And I'm like, in my head, it's not really, not your rules. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, person. Anyway, I was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, And then I beat it that time. So it's like, fuck. Throw the controller at their face? Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be so mean. Uh, They're really, really good. Actually, they're the people who, um, like I I mentioned earlier, would always bring the N64 games that we didn't. Right. Still, yeah. fuck them though. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> nice, good, good people. Um, but like, you know, fifteen-year-old me was not cool. Sethroth was not cool. Yeah. What about twenty-six-year-old you? Is that's still pretty, pretty uncool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sethroth voiced by Lance Bass from NSYNC. Oh. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah, we could say voice acting. Bye, bye, bye to this oh. game. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Still recovering from that. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, recovered. It was a great story. No, your story was great. His segue oh, was amazing. Okay. <laughs> Quit playing games with my heart, man. Oh, oh boy, uh, that's enough Kingdom Hearts. It's time to get down with another game. Oh wait, it's Backstreet Boys. No. <laughs> <laughs> Number thirty-six, <laughs> Diablo Two. You know what? There seems to be a trend here of games that are the <laughs> second game in a series that are the best game of the series. There's Diablo no 2 fits that mold. Uh, it took what they Blizzard had created with Diablo 1 and perfected it and made it uh, so good that uh, teenage me played it almost nonstop. I loved this game um, and the expansion that came along with it. And this gave us the Necromancer. This gave us so many amazing things. Uh, Diablo 2 is just... If you need to play a game in the series, go play this one. It's it's that good, and it is be- uh, three is good, but two is the best. Number thirty-five. 
Yes, you can! Woo! Woo! So it's at 34 in Rob's list, 22 mm. in my list. I'm surprised not in P1's list at all. Yeah, really. What is, what is, you know? What's wrong with you? Oh, we had a beautiful uh, one that wonderful video they had for Final Fantasy X music that everybody loved and didn't think was weird or cringy at all. Ha ha ha. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, um, no, good music, great story. Uh, 10 gets a lot. 10 gets a lot, you know. Uh, it's not an indie game. I'm cool with just saying it's cool. Final Fantasy 10 awesome. It is. <laughs> It is, but it gets talked about a lot. Oh, yeah, I, I guess. But we never covered it on the show officially. That's true. I do bring it up. Or I did, at least, I think, bring it up a lot. Yeah, it's one of my favorite Final Fantasies, for mm. sure. It's mm. awesome. I love the characters. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the music. Mm -hmm. I like the voice acting when it first came out, because that was very novel <laughs> at the time. Uh, I think Titus is awesome. And I liked, I liked him and Yuna together. I thought that was really Gee, cute. Titus. Uh, well, yeah. What did I say? Titus. No, no, no. It's tight. I say Titus. I, you know, so there's a little anecdote about that. So this God, is I'm way scared. back before I was a Weibo uh, yeah. even. But there was a magazine that came out. It was, I think it was EGM. And it had Final Fantasy X on the cover. And I was hyped as fuck for the game. I would buy anything that had an image of X because I was so excited for the first PS2 Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it had like a North American art artist do the cover it was fine anyways in the article they're talking about the game and they said in brackets pronounced titus because they're oh. obviously going off the japanese version yeah. and ever since that day that's the been stuck in my head and i've always pronounced it that way it sounds weird uh, to me so you know yeah it should be titus but it should be titus but titus sounds like a like a like a bro name i don't like it i'd rather call him titus titus sounds weird yo dude this is titus the no slam back to brusks the brusquies the brusquies so I'm reading that name in Katakana. It's Tida. Fuck that. Fuck EGM. Wow, that's never happened with Final Fantasy before. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. Nice. Tida, Tida, not what I said. Those are all officially better. Number 34. <laughs> Hollow Knight. Woo! Uh, this was new. New. Um, it's number number 40 in my list and 15 in Seiji's. Uh, 2D uh, was it Metroidvania? Is that how you say is that how you say it? Yeah, I think is so. Is that right? Yeah, it sounds good. Is it right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's right. Cool. Uh, yeah, really, really cute. I'm sh I'm still not entirely sure about like the story, uh, I guess. Uh, but idea. it's a very like dark you're like following this little I'm, I'm sure everybody's seen what he looks like little night little light friend you're like a bug like a beetle person. yeah this is a very uh like how would you say a big theme theme in the background is bugs <laughs> uh yeah yeah bugs <laughs> good times next time when we do bb300 this will be higher because i'll find i'll beat it by then and it will definitely be on my list too it's a really mm -hmm. great game there's um, uh, you know the little bug in like there's a little mine part where, I don't know if you know where where I mean, but the little bug friends is singing a song. Sometimes I get that song stuck in my head uh, at work. <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. Can you hum it? Uh, nope. Damn it. I don't do that stuff. Number thirty-three. 
Half-Life 2. It's number 28 on Shelby's list and it's number 23 in my list. I think that we all like a good story in a game. I think that where we have different opinions is in the delivery of that story. In terms of those different styles of delivery, like this is how I think a game story should be told and experienced. Next up, 32. <laughs> Final Fantasy Nine. Um, I played this when it first came out, and I remember thinking, oh, this is stupid. It's for little kids. He has a tail. What? And I was wrong. It's, yeah. I mean, it is also for little kids, and he does have a tail, but it's not stupid. <laughs> uh, so I just played this through on my Switch like a month ago. Um, and Final Fantasy IX, I, I have broken up the Final Fantasy series into a series of trilogies. And Final Fantasy IX is the third game in the fantasy trilogy uh, that started with four, continued with six, and then ended with nine. And it feels like a love letter to that style of Final Fantasy. And it is so, so good. The story is incredible. The characters are amazing. And it gives us Vivi, who is possibly the okay. best character that doesn't appear in four or six in the whole Final Fantasy universe. Okay, wait a second. Why don't you count five? Because uh, I, I don't play games where I have to... I don't like it. <laughs> it's, it's just as fantasy as the other three. Yeah, but it's not it's not as good. Yeah. Um, oh, I love four, five. four, six, and nine are the three yeah. the three big, big ones um, yeah. that are in that fantasy setting, and nine feels like a combination of those. Five is like I I have a real hard time with job based games, like oh, a real hard time. They have to be done exceptionally well. Uh, like another game that uh, hopefully made this list. I can't remember if it did or not. Mm. Uh, didn't you guys? You guys are stupid. What game oh wait. Is it? Um, it may have made it last week. Octopath Traveler. Oh. Yeah, that's a good game. No, it didn't make it last week either. Oh, no, there it is. Okay. Whew, it was 66. It did make it. Um, so, yeah, that's, and that's sort of a job-based game. It's not like wait, wait. I thought we're, are we idiots, Sean? Sorry? Did you say we're, we're idiots if it's not here? Or? Mm, well, it is there, so you're not. Okay, but we would have been. No. Uh, I can't remember... <laughs> I can't remember what was said just now. <laughs> minority report shit. Yeah, I've been drinking pretty heavily. This oh, morning, fair. So. You're pulling a Shelly then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was like, hey, good morning, everybody. Shelly was like, I'm on my fourth mimosa. So then I made a couple. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy Nine. Woo! Yeah, Final Fantasy Nine is fantastic. Uh, I love it. Named one of my cats after Vivi. And um, yeah. She, she is a trash cat. Uh, at this like this point, I I only played FF seven and eight, I think. So it was kind of a weird jump for me because I had not played the original Final Fantasy until a little bit later. Um, but the game is great. I liked the characters quite a bit. I liked Steiner a lot. I loved uh, Beatrice as well. Mm, She's really too, cool. Yeah, yeah. The I characters had a... like they all had arcs. They all had stories. So good. Hated the jesters though. They were. They, they reminded me of uh, of a hack and slash from uh, reboot, and uh, <laughs> I, I, it's one of the first art books I ever bought was the Final Fantasy Nine one. As a matter of fact, my friend gave it to me. I still have it to this day, and it's a really good art book. Uh, 
all these pencil sketches, all the environments and the monsters and stuff, like all this great concept art. Oh boy. Good, good art book from a great game. Number 31. Pokemon Gold, uh, which I also would uh, group in silver and crystal as well. Uh, in number 31 on my list and 20 on Left's list. Um, yeah, fucking. This is one of my favorite games in the entire series, except maybe Pokemon X and Y. Uh, but I don't know. I have way more nostalgia for this. But one of the first games I played in Japanese, because I was too determined to play this on emulator uh, before it came out over here. Wow. Yeah, and I remember like most of it wasn't translated, so even the menu wasn't fully translated. And it's kind of hard because there's a cell phone system in the game, so trainers would call you for like rematches and stuff, and I had no idea what they were saying. Uh, but I had to play me some Pokemons, and it was a big jump off from the first game, the day and night cycle, which is still one of the best features in Pokemon games, I think. And uh, the selfless system was a lot of fun. Kind of added the secondary, like, oh, man, I'm not just alone in this world. All these other trainers are with me, too, and we're, we're pals. And cell phones were novel for North America back then. So, you know, it felt a little, little, little more futuristic. <laughs> um, a lot of cool Pokemon added to it. People weren't as critical about new Pokemon yet as they have become the later series. There's no fucking ice cream Pokemon. So that was uh, that's still good. Um yeah, it, it was it was great. I love this game so much, and I don't I don't know if we ever did an episode on it or not, but yeah, this game is great. Number Metroid Prime. Yeah. Uh, nobody's ever heard me talk about this one before. Uh, ever. In the history of Bonus Barrel, I think. Right? Sounds right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> number 28 in Rob's list. Number 23 in my list. Good game. That's all I got. I had a Metroid, <laughs> uh, uh, like, I don't know, Second Coming last year when How I played through so all bunch of Metroid because I don't think we had a single Metroid game in the actual BB100 last time. Seiji, is that true? Super I, think it's true. I don't know if it made it last time. I feel like, yeah, there was like kind of some criticism because everybody loves Metroid games and at that point I had not played one. Uh, I guess clearly not a lot of us have played one uh, since then, but I played through five or six of them and Metroid Prime was one of them. That was my first 3D Metroid um, and it was fantastic. Holy shit, the game was so much fun. I love Samus. I get the hype for the series. I am going to play 2 and 3 before 4 comes out. I just kind of keep hoping they're going to release it on Switch. I don't have to hook my Wii back up. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's so fun. And all the power-ups and exploration and the environments and and uh, like just kind of the puzzles and stuff. What's that? Scanning everything. Scanning. I, a thing I don't usually like in games, but I didn't mind it in this. And uh, just the, I love the suit upgrades and, mm -hmm. and your exploration. Like, I got myself stuck in an area I was not supposed to be in 
yep. by by explore, just exploring. You know, I needed a suit that I didn't have, so you could get lost in this game, which kind of sucks. But Spooky you know, space pirates. Yeah, the music is really good. The atmosphere is good. Oh, Everything. Oh yeah, just and the boss fights are a lot of fun in this game, and and I just, I just love. Yeah, this game is really good, and I'm really glad that I finally played it. So that at least Shelby, now because you have Metro games in your list, now more of them will actually make the list because at least one other person has finally played through some of them. And uh, so I think this time the BB100 will satisfy people fans of Metroid because this is definitely not the only Metroid game in this list. Number 29 is Portal 2. Uh, and following the the trend, I guess, that uh, Sean is, has mentioned a couple of times is the second game in this series. For some reason, just being... You know, real good than the one that came before it, but there's nothing after this one. Uh, so yeah, uh, unless you count DLC. But yeah, Portal 2, a uh, real fun game. Uh, I highly recommend playing it multiplayer. Uh, it's real fun to kill your friends. It's fucked up. You know, you make progress on this puzzle, like, yeah, doing real good, and then you see something, you're like, yeah, but if I take this portal out while they're launching themselves across the map, they could die, and it could be very funny. I can see that. Yeah. Sick, though. No, I mean, no. <laughs> I think it's, no. Number 28. Dragon Ball Advanced Adventure. Number 18 on my list, and 28 on Seiji's. This is heartbreaking for me because it was in the top 10 yeah. last time. But I didn't have the energy to fight to get it back in because of all the extra extra people uh, fucking around with numbers. It was really hard to to shoehorn this up higher. I liked having a unique quirky game be so high up. But hey, 28 is still pretty damn good and uh, I love this game. I love Dragon Ball more than most things in the world and uh, this captures early Dragon Ball so well. Beautiful 2D side scroller. Um, has some fun um, post game mode with where you can play as a second character. Um, kind of follows the events of I think most of Dragon Ball. And uh, yeah, playing as a little little chibi Goku running around, killing Red Ribbon Army people, getting new abilities, leveling up. Uh, man, I love this game. The uh, number twenty seven. <laughs> Phoenix Redis Attorney. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, the first game started it all. Uh, number 90 in Rob's list, number 32 in my list, and number 43 in Seiji's list. What can you say about this game? What can you say? It's just good. You know, I think I think it was, uh, you know, for, for what I know about gaming history, which is literally almost nothing, uh, you know, <laughs> fairly early on. When did this game come out? Like 2001? Yes. Uh, six. 
No, but the original, original one. 2001. Really? 2001? Mm -hmm. Yeah, then they've got remade for... Holy DS. shit, I didn't realize it was quite that old. Wow, yeah. I knew it was Game Boy Advance first, but I didn't realize it was that... Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. Wow, Jesus, that is old. Yeah. Um. So I think... I don't know. I feel like maybe visual novels of this, like, you know, and in, in investigating and things and just them bringing it to the little, 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 mobile, little mobile platform thing. It's real good. It did good. Yeah, it's real good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Music's fantastic. Characters are like, I don't know. Uh, you'd think that court would be, you know, uh, strict and mm. and and Boring. no nonsense. That is not this game. That is not this it's game. Full of set. It's full of nonsense. Yeah, it's full of nonsense and shenanigans and yeah. and you know, hoot nannies. Uh, it was very pretty much just you know, Bo Phoenix, right? Uh, he's good. Um, you know, upstanding guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. You know, spoilers, things happen. Uh, then he gets you know, he's he's forced into these situations where he has to he has to claw his way out and he's got to help his defendants. Yeah. But he but he's his friend. Critic. He has a friend along the way, right? A good a good friend. Named Maya, who's there to help him out. Yep, she's all meta uh, situations. Spirit medium in training. Yeah. <laughs> and then also his old dead friend is also there to help out a little. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's Mickey. good thing you didn't say who that was. <laughs> Spoilers. It's, I mean, play the game for the first ten minutes. You'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, anybody else want to talk about this? Anybody? I love this game. Yeah. It's my. Oh. I, Sorry, it's the only one. So I'll, I'll throw something in there because I have no other Phoenix rights in the <laughs> list, and you guys have like every other game in the list. Um, I have Good. played one and two, mm -hmm. and I've actually played through about half of three so far. <gasps> I kept them down low, but I got distracted by life, so that was last year. I'm going to go back to it. But I have played through quite a bit of three, um, and I didn't like two nearly as much as one, but one like really sold me on the series enough to be like, I want to play one of these a year. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't keep up with it yet, but it's it's still high on my list because uh, I mean the series because it's awesome. It's a lot of fun, and the characters are I know it's redundant, but they're full of character, and uh, and they really stand stay with your mind, even the stupid ones like the dumb clown in the second game. <laughs> Fuck, I hate him. But yeah, sorry, I, I, I won't talk about him before because we've already said so much about Phoenix, right? But this game is great. If you haven't played any, it, it, you can't hurt yourself by starting with the first one, and it's available on the Switch. Is it trilogy on Switch? Yeah. Oh shit. Number twenty-six. Super Mario Odyssey. New game in the list, number 23 in Rob's list, and number 16 in my list. Pretty, pretty high up. I love this game. I really love it. Um, you know, I was a, a big advocate of Super Mario 3D World because I felt like that is like the first true 3D Mario in the sense of how the platforming is done in the 2D games. And Odyssey is a combination of all that exploration, I think. You know, you have the right amount of exploration with, with the mechanics and how it feels and the jumping and you need to perform and 
that's what I like about Odyssey, I guess. Like it's a, it's a good combination of of everything good in Mario, and then plus it adds its own gimmick with the with the hat, which I actually enjoyed a lot too. Um, so it feels so so Mario, so unique. And uh, Rob, you mentioned that in 3D World, one of the things that you didn't like is that it wasn't artistically cohesive. I think, and this one, I think it fixes that. So. Listening to a lot of what you're saying there, uh, I think that for me, Galaxy was the last really fun and enjoyable um, 3D Mario game. No, I like Mario World, but there's more to it. I mean, I'm not talking about just gameplay, which I, I guess is kind of where you and I will differ. But um, to touch on what you're saying, so Mario, New Super Mario Bros. series and Super Mario 3D World to a lesser extent, uh, even Super Mario 3D Land. Now, 3D Land and 3D World are both really fun games to play with a lot of really fun mechanics, a lot of variety and stuff. But they all those games to me feel generic. They feel generic to me because there's no central theme. There's no clearly defined areas that you're going to. It just feels like a hodgepodge of Mario elements. It's like playing really great Super Mario Maker levels to, to me. Whereas Galaxy had clear areas uh, that had different themes and stuff. And Odyssey had that way even more than all the other ones like you know what world you're going to and they're distinct they have they do have unified art styles they have flavor they have characters in them so you feel like you're mario going on adventures to actual worlds and not just grass or desert with a bunch of blocks and bricks like i, I and i think that character is what makes mario games memorable to me mario 3 and mario world have are memorable to me because they have clear areas on the map that you're going to and they're unified a bit Versus so many of the other Mario modern Mario games, which are just like cut and paste sticker book Mario games. That's my opinion. I mean, I'm sure people are screaming uh, that that I am insane, but but Odyssey takes all the best mechanics from the previous games and gives it like a, a narrative that's not in your face, but it's enough there to hold everything together. And uh, for that reason, I love Mario Odyssey. I think it's such a fantastic game. Number twenty-five. Left for Dead 2. Uh, it's number 17 in my list, number 21 Sagey's list. Um, we actually played it for the show not too long ago, which is mm. pretty pretty fun. Um, yeah, I don't know, zombies, yeah. lots of zombies, lots of lots of killing zombies. Mm -hmm. uh, really cool maps. So what's not to like? What is not to like? Number 24. Um, Valkyria Chronicles. Yeah! God, the the new one, 4, right? Valkyria no. Chronicles 4? No. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so this game actually went up 50 places because uh, with the P1 effect. Oh uh, yeah. And also that Rob played it. Yep, that helped a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so number 69 in Rob's list. Nice. 5 in Sean's list. And number 10 in my list. Uh... We didn't. I don't think we did. Did we do a whole episode? On we did, right? Yes, right? No. Oh, we did. Yeah, because remember we? Left played it and he disliked it. Uh, good game. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I'll say I'll say it again. Say it again. Anybody forgot? Uh, yeah. Best five dollars I ever spent on a game because it was on sale. Woo! 
shit. Anyway, yeah, I got it for, got it for PC. Uh, played it a bunch there. Uh, and then friend of the show, Jordan, uh, got it for PS4 because it came out on PS4. Uh, and then I bored it from her, played it a whole bunch again. It's really good. Sean, I miss your voice, buddy. Tell me about yeah. this game. Big fan. I uh, really enjoyed the characters. Love the art style. Love the gameplay. Uh, and loved the in-between combat segments. Uh, mm. Definitely worthy of a spot on my list. Bam. Hell yeah. 50 places, though. Holy shit. Man. It, uh, it was 79 before. Now it's 24. It's P1 effect, man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I do have that effect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number... 23. Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Uh, number six in my list and 45 in Seiji's. This game I would replace probably, I don't know. You know what? I think it's just as good as the Switch one. I was going to say the Switch one's better because, you know, it's prettier, but then I do like the 2D graphics of the original too. So I would put a slash and add Link's Awakening for the Switch because either one you can't go wrong. But uh, we had a whole episode of this last year uh, and you guys know I don't like I don't like to replay games a lot. I don't usually do DLC and stuff because I want to keep playing new games. But I did replay this on Switch, even though I had just beat it last year on DS or, or Game Boy Advance. And uh, I, I still love it. It was such a fun game to replay. And uh, the original game is so classic. It's my favorite Zelda game. I know it's most not most people's, but there's something so fun about it. All the Mario elements. And uh, just the exploration is a lot of fun. They, they crammed a full Zelda game into a little baby cart. And it still holds up very well. All right, what do you think, Seiji? I love it. Well, all right, that, I guess sure. that's it. Two points. <laughs> nice. It's a new game in the list. Woo! Number 22. music happening yeah. right now. I want rivers in the desert. In the desert. Desert. That's <laughs> on, uh, on my phone, sometimes if there's a song that would come up and then like, if you hold a certain button on your headphones, it'll tell you like what's playing or whatever. Yeah. I did that once for Persona 5 for Rivers in the Desert and it was like Rivers in the Desert. And, like, I can hear it right now. Yeah, it's like, can you... So good. Anyway. It better be playing. But yeah, Save it me. also does that in the, in the oh. song, clearly. But uh, yeah. It's a good, good game. A hundred hours of your time. Uh, I thought it went by 
very very fast um but yeah i don't know what to say about this game other than it's like the first thing that comes to everybody's mind is it's just a very stylish game yeah so i was thinking too yeah it's got a very distinct um art style you know i think even compared to like the other personas which i have not played but i've seen mm -hmm. uh so yeah uh, i love this game uh, there's not a lot of 100 hour games that i can play and still enjoy yeah. uh, this is one of them i i think 100 hours is a lot would not mind it being a little shorter and i really doubt that persona 4 r or persona 5 r is going to be less than 100 hours it's going to be way more mm -hmm. um but yeah this game is great awesome characters really beautiful looking game um fun gameplay mechanics um just a lot of extra shit you can do it's a lot about managing your time and getting the most out of it and uh yeah man persona 6 games are so fun and i think i like four more than five but five is just a better i think it's a better game and i would recommend it to more people um but yeah i love this game and i know jordan would be very happy to see how high it is in the list uh i think she would also be upset that it's not number one well, you know, she can't have everything. But I ain't going to send her that show her where it's at. Yeah, uh, Persona 5, fantastic game. You guys definitely should play it. Number 21! Pokemon X! number three in my list and 29 on the left list um so it, i ranked it higher than gold i do have if, if you were to add nostalgia on top of a, a game's ranking then sometimes for me in my brain um that it would be higher than a game that i think is technically better like my my go-to point always is that i like chrono cross more than chrono trigger but chrono trigger is a better game and pokemon x i think is technically better than than pokemon gold for me it felt I've played every Pokemon game in the series up until this point, including most of the spinoffs. And X was the first one that felt like a massive jump to me. Like Pokemon Gold, I didn't to, to going to Gold or from Gold to Ruby and Sapphire. I didn't love Ruby and Sapphire that much. I liked Diamond and Pearl. Uh, I can't say I loved it. I liked Black and White a lot, but again, I, I was like, oh, this is good. What I, I still it's Pokemon. But then X and Y, I don't know. I think being able to customize your trainer. You had your group of friends, the the lucky egg, which you know is a little bit more controversial. Having the ability to train your Pokemon and see their stats, the online components, um, the new Pokemon they created, the 3D, the first really 3D Pokemon game. Like I, I love. Well, it's not true because it's Coliseum, but anyways, I love this game. It introduced so much stuff that people want to carry it to carry forward, and it has been carrying forward. Uh, and yeah, I just love X and Y. Really disappointed there is no Z. It's kind of like one of the first Pokemon games in the series that didn't get like its, you know, its 0.5 version, which is kind of strange, actually, because Sun and, and Moon had like a 0.5 version like less than a year later and X didn't get any. So that's kind of a, a bummer. But yeah, love it. Great game. Next up and the last one for this week's list, number 20.
uh, Dead Space. Dead Space is one of the best survival horror games of last generation, um, possibly of all time. And I had the pleasure of playing through it over a two-day stretch, uh, a Friday and a Saturday, with my brother. Uh, we um, This was before he had children, and I think before him and Megan were even married. They were just dating. But we closed up in my apartment. We uh, blacked out all the windows. We got a big <laughs> stack of pirate cookies, and we spent two days taking turns back and forth with Dead Space. And uh, it's still one of my favorite gaming memories. Nice. nice. Very good. Did you guys Thinking scream? Do you get scared? Uh, I mean, we're both super tough guys, so yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I played it way later than everybody else. I, I always saw it as a game that I thought I... I don't know. It, when it came out, I think I was still kind of like mostly playing RPGs, so wasn't super interested. And I remember people showing me the YouTube clip of the eye part where you mm. have the machine. <laughs> I think Megan showed that to me, actually. Um, but then I decided that I think I played it because of... Uh, cartridge club actually they had it for their game and i know i wasn't part of that episode but i wanted to play along back when i was trying to make an attempt to to be more social and um the game is great i, I loved it the atmosphere is awesome I, i'm still meaning to play too at some point um like many games i there's so many fucking games to play but uh yeah dead, dead space is awesome what a really cool game i think is that, is that it that's it. Thirty-six places though from where. It yeah, was you're right. That's the P1 effect. Oh. P1 effect. P1 effect. I think is most pronounced in the next twenty games, right? Yes. Yeah. So you know, people next time have a lot to look forward to with the P1 effect. The the Sean effect. P1 effect sounds way better. P Sean. It's a little more mystery, mysterious. I prefer Sean. Uh, Sean P1 Combs. What? Oh, is that Shadow? Yeah, she's got a pee since oh, like the baby. Link's well, awakening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we're done, so you can take your your dog to pee. Uh, so uh, oh, you know, check out Game Buzz. Um, that's their show. That's uh, P One and his brother's show. Better than this one. So if you're like us, you'll probably enjoy that one even more. And it's shorter too, not like three hours. So get out there and check it out. And, you know, cartridgeclub.org. We're part of a super cool community full of cool people so thank you for listening I am Rob I'm Sean Shelby and Seiji see you next time <laughs>